Welcome to a bonus episode of the Horizon Roundtable, because of course we had to do that this week. I am Bob McDonald, and uh, joining me for this bonus episode is John Parker. Hey Bob, sad day for a Milwaukee alum. Oh, that's John, so John, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon John. You can find, uh, obviously, you can find us on Twitter at HorizonRoundtable.com, and you can pull us up. Uh, and Horizon Roundtable, yeah, yeah, Horizon RT, Twitter, HorizonRoundtable.com, website, podcast, wherever they're found, subscribe to us. You know the drill. We're doing this kind of late. Uh, we're doing this a little later on in the evening, so it's been a week. Anyway, yeah, so Will Ryan's gone. <laughs> yeah um okay so um yeah you know i guess uh, i'm sure the breaking point was hey you are guys you guys are only down by two at halftime and you lost by 34 again dude that game so as i alluded to last episode uh because I wasn't really paying all that level of attention to the game, but Scott Meyer, who does, who obviously writes uh, Robert covers or writes Mark Robert Morris for us, he watched it and it was like, my God, this is the worst thing ever. Like, oh, okay. I as a guy who just went through uh, Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, I took his word for it and didn't go anywhere near it. <laughs> so yeah, it was 1917 at halftime. Oh. 1917. Robert Morris was winning. It was leading by two to Green Bay, and you know, as ugly as the game was, according you know, uh, uh, to my understanding, as ugly as the game was, it was clear that Green Bay had a shot. And then the second half came, and they had no shot. Oh boy, they did not at all. <laughs> now, my understanding is that that Robert Morris scored 53 points in that half, which is more than Green Bay scored the entire game. Oh, yeah, it's a lot more. Uh, you want to know something Morris else? Green Bay scored less points as a team than Antoine Davis did as a person that very day. So <laughs> I just thought of that. Antoine scored 42 against IUPUI on Saturday, and Green Bay scored 38 points as a team. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I, w- I wish that was an isolated incident, but apparently, it, clearly it was not. And it's clear that the uh, that Green Bay's AD, Josh Moon, also felt it was not an isolated incident. So he decided, you know, it's time to get the fuck on, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's so crazy because it's like. Uh, I'm, I'm not- sure he didn't say that. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing because I because you know I can I'm dropping f it's my podcast and I can drop f bombs. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the I'm sure it was like yeah, dude, you're. you're I, I guess I don't blame him. I don't blame Josh Moon at all because this is not his guy. This isn't his guy. He didn't hire him. That's true. Um, yeah, and it's it's such a weird situation. Um. An account asked on Twitter yesterday, and I answered on my personal one, uh, did Will Ryan get enough time at Green Bay? And my answer was no, but also yes. Like, like firing a guy in two and a half years is crazy. I mean, um, it, I guess – I, I, So my, my thought process – the timing is weird just because of the That's fact true. that there are still 10 games left in the season. So basically anybody who is – the, the issue, the, the concern that I have is that, okay, 
Well, you fired the guy ten games before. The, well, eleven games technically, because I have no, I have no, I have no expectations that they're going to win anything in the tournament, oh. <laughs> the conference tournament. So they have eleven games left in the season. But if they are looking for somebody who happens to be one of those, uh, and I'm one of those, um, a a coach who is, how shall I say it, better. <laughs> They're probably going to be in some. They're probably going to be in some tournament in some shape or form in March. So, yeah. I I understand that it was clearly we were clearly at that was the breaking point. That man, I'm telling you that that must have been the. I mean, that must have been the singular ugliest game ever to have <laughs> you know been that close and then it got get blown out. I mean, oh. it, I mean. Clear, that that clearly had to have been the the straw that broke the camel's back right there, because I mean realistically, Green Bay still sort of had a shot of being. I mean, they had some glimpses, is what I'll what I'll say. They had some glimpses. Yeah. That first half, um, you know, as the, obviously the, the first half guy, it's like, yeah. hey, could they have that kind of outing? Um, you know, not not quite as impressive as what. Yeah. I did it against Oakland, but could they have that kind of outing? And Possibly. then they didn't. <laughs> well, not just Oakland, Detroit Mercy too. That's yeah. why that's why Antoine had to score 42 points. That's why Antoine <laughs> had to score more than the entire Green Bay team. Um, um but but, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like the timing. I think it, um Yeah, it, because it when you think and I know you're gonna and I know you're gonna be working on uh the coaching possibilities. Um yeah, and I'll tell you, I expect, I expect most of the guys I've come up with to be coaching. Then, I mean, um, yeah, the guys. And that, that, well, I mean, when you think about it, I'm sure that you know you're going to have D two guys on that on that yeah. list, which is great. Except most of them are going to be playing in March. They're not going to be available. They're going to be playing in March. That's I mean, why they're. That's probably why they're so good. <laughs> That's probably why they're there. They, we would want them to uh, be choices for Green Bay, but I don't know if they're <laughs> going to be because they're going to be in the middle of stuff. That's that. Therein lies the issue. Yeah, so the one and, benefit that I could see with um, making the move that they did was, you know, honestly, if you look at Freddie Owens' resume compared to Will Ryan's, uh huh. I don't know that it's worse than Ryan's when he got the job. So maybe you want to see what you've gotten Freddie Owens. But uh, so when Ryan left. By the way, uh, since you since you brought this up, and by the way, uh, shout out to the Fear the Phoenix guys, because, you know, obviously before we did this, we listened to Brian Dickman and Jim Saros stuff. So obviously we've got a little bit of perspective on this. I mean, uh, thanks for putting that out, guys. Hey, you know, hey. But you know, but it's our turn. It's our turn. My article. It's our I, turn. <laughs> I have arguments already written down from last night that I just didn't have time to finish. Um, no, I get but, it. No. Well, no, but again, you do. Yeah, but again, I have this very strange feeling that you are going to be. There are going to be a lot of similar names. Okay, it's not my fault. They were already written down before I listened. Um, yeah, it was like that when I got here, basically. It was like <laughs> that I got here. No, I get it. I so get it. When Ryan was fired, yeah, uh, one of those guys pointed out uh, assistant Jared Swanson 
also is no longer on the website. So correct. you got Freddie that is correct, yes. promoted to head coach. You've got uh-huh. Jerry Swanson no longer an assistant. Brandon Pritzel's the only assistant coach on that team right now. Yes, like, that is correct. <laughs> you're just kind of, I mean, they're just kind of limping through the end to the end of the year. So in the I mean, sense of like, hey, we're going to see what we have in Freddie Owens, you're stacking the deck that was already stacked against him. Like, you're really not going to see what you have in him. Um, I mean, no, I mean, two bench technicals away from just having one coach running around managing, you know, 13 people with. A little bit of support staff. Um, oh well, actually, they also yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, you're a couple of technicals away from like one assistant in adobo. <laughs> that's what you. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the situation. Like that is that is where we're at right now. That is. So I don't. I mean, like we laugh of that, but that's so ridiculous, though. Yeah, I know. Um, when the and they're going to Northern Kentucky and Wright State, so this doesn't help matters either. When the. Uh, the you know last minute firing of Jason Gardner happened at IUPUI a few years back. Uh-huh. Um, they yeah they had to promote their Delbo to an assistant coach because they didn't have a full yeah. staff. Um, yeah, I mean, so I don't understand. I, mean, the timing the, I don't the, think you're going to get like. Well, I guess I would say it's the saving grace, but it didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work out very well. Uh, where you had a guy who actually had coach head coaching experience and Byron Rim take over. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't work out, and yeah. we, which again, major head scratcher. Where you have when you have you know Jalen Manette, Marcus Burke, and Elijah Goss on your team, and you're not able to do very well. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. It's so funny because like, but those are really good guys. So yeah, we're not having that. We're not having that uh, thing yeah. going on. So, um, but yeah, so I think the only way it makes sense is if you're trying to see what you have in Freddie Owens. But with one, with, you know, the deck stacked that badly against him, I don't think you're going to see what you no, have in him. So, you're absolutely, I mean, they, first of all, he doesn't have any time to make any, like, actual adjustments. And then, to your point, you're down two coaches. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of work for three people, man. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, meanwhile, you got, like, Meanwhile, you got on the like you got Cleveland State, who's got like three assistants, a Dobo, a specialty assistant, and you know whatever else, uh, whoever else Daniel Robinson brought in because they got the you know they got the whole thing for it. So I'm like, <laughs> and by um, the way, if I'm Josh Moon, I'm looking at that right now and saying, yeah, maybe you should think about doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah, because they probably need to. I mean, honestly, they really need to. They, at this point in time, and I, I know we've talked about finances and budget and whatever, but at some point in time, I mean, we, we've kind of set the bar really low, but I don't know. You're going to, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to back guys. up, you're going to have to back up the Brinks truck a little bit better I more mean, than you did with, uh, with, uh, what's this, with, uh, you know, with Will Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna, I think you're going to have to do considerably better. You're going to do considerably better. I think there are guys that um, that actually uh, Jim Saro listed that, I mean, a couple of those top D2 guys I know. So he mentioned John Tharp at Hillsdale, who I really like. As I know. We've, 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 offline, we've talked about that guy. 
Um, yeah, so, like, <laughs> but again, um, Tharp is going to be as as appealing as Tharp is. Tharp would fall into that category of guy who's probably going to be playing in March. So, yeah, no, that's so, true. Um, so yeah, so I think so again, th- th- we run the into timing. this situation. Where, like, the timing I don't of it. See the benefit to it, I guess, um, versus just I letting it play out. Um, I mean, it, it kind of sets us up for somebody who's you know an ex coach who's going to be jumping in. Oh my God, I saw you guys are going to end up with Dennis Felton. I'm going to laugh. Milwaukee sends another sleeper cell. Keno Davis got mentioned yesterday. That would be Keno Davis. Keno Davis's name keeps popping up too. I don't know oh. about him. Um, Bruce, yeah, I think Jim. I think either Jim or Brian mentioned Bruce Weber, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, he's. I, it's not. I, yeah, it's not going to be. That's not going to be worth Bruce Weber's time in his summation. But yeah. Um, they mentioned John Brandon. I don't think John Brandon goes near this. I think John Brandon is going to, if he's going to get back into coaching, is not going to be back in the Horizon League. So yeah. you can just scratch him off the list, too. I don't know. I mean, he's one that I think, honestly, he'd be a cultural fit. Because, yeah, what Jim was kind of talking about was how, like. I'm sorry, do we not remember Brian Wardle at all? I mean, they would take Brian Wardle back. So, yeah. Brian I mean, Wardle ditched them for Bradley. Bradley, oh, for Christ's sakes. Well, yeah. It's Taco Walchick ditched them for Toledo. Toledo. And that's the what the fuck for? The, the criticism of the, hey, don't call it the salary. Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be 175000 but. I mean, that doesn't make I mean, the Mac. I mean, whoever's doing the finances at Green Bay it has to be looking at that and saying, Jesus Christ, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, clearly they've had a lot of churn in leadership recently. So it, hopefully Josh Moon and their chancellor have figured out that we ain't doing shit with whatever we were paying Will Ryan. And we pro- clearly right. weren't doing – I mean, and obviously we got paying money if, for coaches, not the coach money laying around. So so my thing is if you add up the the money they were paying Darner per year with the money that um, – Now, here's the other question that they have, though, too, because Darner has been coached. Now, was that – now, is any of that money offset by the fact that he is coaching – he is coaching now? My understanding I, is it's going to be off the hook soon. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I thought was – no, I thought mon- the money he was getting as an assistant or – whatever money he was making as a, an assistant offset the buyout. That was my understanding. But I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I'm guessing that that same case is probably going to be true for Will Ryan because he's probably going to end up as an assistant somewhere else. So – because we just because the just because the buyout money is as much as uh, the price tag on the buyout generally never is that I mean it usually is offset by certain things, um, because they're you know they're assist you know they're probably gonna he's gonna find it. I mean Will Ryan's probably gonna find a job as, as an assistant somewhere. That's and, and, you know what he's fine because. You know, some of y'all, uh, you know, some of these folks that came through up and down through the Horizon League have no goddamn business being coaches. And 
No, I, I'm saying this because I mean they have their great assistants, right? But as far as the top chair, fuck no, they're not. I, and I I know this from personal experience, right? And that's actually, I lived through, I lived through Mike Garland, John. You lived through Pat Baldwin Senior. Oh, um, you li- recently lived through Pat Baldwin Senior. So, so, but but here is the concern because of the timing of it. I I'm really concerned that that takes a a D2 coach or a lower a lower major D1 coach off the table. I don't which, think they necessarily have to, you know, um to they want to hire in a I, the, the, yeah, but I would really think that they would want to have somebody in place before uh, before recruiting season, which is, you know, sometime in March at the very least. So, I mean, I don't know. I I think the obvious example is you look at, I mean, the timing of the firing is weird. Yeah. Bart Lundy came we, into we've established that. <laughs> Bart Lundy came into a roster that had, you know, three players returning. Yeah. Works in, it's working out pretty good. I, I think they're probably going to have their most Horizon League wins in a long while this season. This um, is true. Well, think about it for a second, too. I mean, if you look at – it's funny because you look at Bart Lundy um, and you look at Daniel Robinson, too, because Daniel Robinson was hired after Bart Lundy was, yeah. I think. Yeah. And – but the difference is that, you know, at least, you know, uh, Daniel Robinson, A, had five guys – well, four guys who played on the Dennis Gates roster. Three of them were seniors who took their extra year. Always a plus. Second of all – Cleveland State is what you know when De- Dennis Gates left. Clearly, well, Cleveland State yeah. <laughs> wasn't the dumpster fire of the program that it was when Dennis Gates took over in July. Right. right. So the I think with the portal, it's less of an issue because yeah. you always hear about like, oh, there are this many uncommitted guys. There are this many uncommitted guys. We were watching some of that, you know, in the past years, and it's like, well, okay, this guy was like, I mean, all league in the Horizon League. He's going to be playing T1 somewhere. It's just he's not decided yet. Um, You know, so it's not – like there are guys late in the game that are available to just be kind of scooped up who can contribute right away. Um, I think the biggest – I think uh, to your point, and that makes sense, but from a fan standpoint, if I'm Green Bay fan, I'm like – I. If we, I mean, I could see the pay, how you would need to be patient here, but especially given the fact that, you know, if the right guy comes along, you may not see that guy until at the earliest middle of March. Yeah. That's a long ass time to be waiting, man. Long ass time. And it is. Um, My thing, again, going back to the portal. Yeah, I think the portal kind of makes sense. So um, you've got a guy like is, John Tharp. Yeah. And but again, um, I, I don't know if I, I just don't know if John Tharp is going to be the guy where, okay. why have you not been, oh. by the way, have, why haven't you mentioned Gerald Gillian yet? Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, why haven't you mentioned him yet? Higher, but, um, <laughs> I, so where I like the D2 guys, I mean, frankly, I would say Chicago state kind of falls, uh, into this. Yeah, we're in an era where there are a bunch of D two teams moving up. There've been there are eleven that are currently not eligible. D two yeah. and actually D three with St. Thomas. 
not eligible for the NCAA tournament because yes. they're still in that first four-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them are ranked ahead of Green Bay. I think the closest one is Lindenwood, who's like 15 spots higher on Ken Palm and 20 spots higher in the net rankings. Um, so would be favored at home for sure. Um, and a lot of those teams are, you know, 100, 150 spots. High. Like, And the other thing with those – they weren't necessarily elite D2. I mean, Chicago State is a Chicago State cracked crack the top 300 for Christ's sake. By the <laughs> way, by the way, to your point, the bottom four team, the bottom four teams in the net right now are Green Bay, IUPUI, Hartford, who isn't going to be Division B1. One anymore, and LIU. What did LIU do? How? What, what <laughs> happened to them? They look, they look terrible. How the. No. Do we have any NEC people to tell us what the heck happened over there? Uh, Nick Lorenzo probably knows something about it. <laughs> hey, Nick. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll bug you later, Nick. <laughs> um, but no, my thing with, you know, with the portal, with D2, you take a top 25 team in D2 and put them in the Horizon League, they're not finishing in, you know, 10th place. No. They're finishing ahead of Green Bay and IEPUI. Well, yeah, I mean that's it, but and that's exactly what happened in Northern Kentucky when they started, and then the next year they were in the cur- they were in the tournament. So I'm like, geez, yeah, I mean, Northern Kentucky's rise was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, but it wasn't, is, but it was not unexpected though. It was not unexpected. If you get a team, you know that a D two team. I mean, uh, Jim mentioned the guy from. Um, was it Black Hills State? Black Hills State. I think he, his uh, name is Brian uh, Thompson, I guess. Yeah, yeah Brian Thompson. Um, I mean, shout out to Jim for doing all the research here because, hey, dude, I didn't even know there was a Black Hills State. Me neither. That's how I much I know. Rankings. There, I'm not, he was on my list, too. <laughs> um, I mean, it's seems funny. To be a little bit more for, out west, though, I, I, I think it's that. funny because, you know, for as much as I think I, I know about the, you know, know about – college basketball then you know stuff like this happens i'm here in places <laughs> i never heard of and i'm sitting over here man i don't know shit um from what i hey, no, tell no one i do a basketball podcast so from what i understand he's making i mean god about you know about what some of these guys like uh kent dernbach drink are making um <laughs> uh you know like 70k that's obviously attainable for, you know, a sure. program that when it was tightening its, you know, uh, you know, belt uh, was paying 175K. He, I think he would pretty obviously take that job. Um, I didn't look as much into that one because I felt like his ties were a little bit too much out West, but it, it Lundy's were from North Carolina. It doesn't matter. That's true. Um, you know, yeah. but if yeah. he... If his guys, you know, you find a D2 coach making less than 100K um, who's got a young team that's, you know, in the top 25. Yeah. See how many of them want to come up and play and again, football. Lundy was obvious. Uh, once again, Lundy was also a unique situation because Lundy was at Queens that moved up to D1. So he would have had to have gotten the bump up and pay. But clearly, Milwaukee was paying more. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, you're not going to, he wasn't going to pass it up and he didn't. And look what, you know, 
now they're tied with in first place in the Horizon League. So I see where you're. I see the the whole idea, and it's funny. I think that is kind of the crux of the issue too, because I, we saw Will Ryan trying to you know build the program up from freshmen in a conference that is kind of dictated by what they can get elsewhere, be it JUCO or be it through the transfer portal. Yeah. And it didn't work out very well. I mean, we're, we're just now seeing, and we're just now seeing IUPUI with freshmen, but Matt Crenshaw has also mixed in some tr- guys from the transfer portal, like a Chris Austin, like a theoretically Bryce Monero next year, but he's got JUCO guys in there too. He's got, you know, a half a dozen freshmen, but he's got a, a more. Well, he also had to like, yeah, you know, he had like 15 million roster spots open, so we had to fill it with somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, that's but uh, but, and that is not what happened in Will Ryan's situation. He, <laughs> I think, real. I mean, he did not spend a lot of time. I think he got a couple of JUCO guys, and he got. I think, as far as the transfer portal is, he got Brock Hefner. Yeah, he got – I think he hit the Juco guys pretty good. Um, not good yeah. enough because they're – you know, they're, we're, we're bad. I mean – Honestly – Not good yeah. enough because he's gone. <laughs> I think it's, a, you know, what you were talking about earlier, a head coach issue versus an assistant coach issue. I'll tell you, as, you know, a fan of a team that's tied for first right now, mm-hmm. I would take so many guys off of – Green Bay's roster in a heartbeat. You look at what happens when the, I mean some of these guys are transferring way. I'm just off. saying. I'm just saying. Davin Ziegler would good look good in the Cleveland State uniform just like his dad did. <laughs> um, but so anyway. like Manny Antong and um, Manny Antong transferring all the way up, huge jump. Manny yeah. Antong transferred at the last minute, and he somehow ended up at Vandy, and. He's not even playing that much at Vandy. Kamari McGee was the centerpiece of the future of Green Bay basketball, and he bailed to play, what, five minutes a game in Madison? Yeah, those two, I think, made huge jumps. Yeah. I mean, would you take – One you couldn't really understand. One one you're surprised happened. One you're not really all that surprised. No, like I get Kamari McGee, you know, getting that opportunity. Um, Yeah. I kind of thought he'd be doing a bit better, um, but. I mean, was it really, I mean, and this is not the first time. I mean, how many people have transferred out? How many people have transferred out of, I think that has to be, you have to take that into consideration too, because how many people um, have, how many, I mean, as many people have trans, I mean, I mean, looking. I'm looking at verbal commits right now, and there's like all this gray of all the people who transferred out of here. <laughs> but you look at some of the guys who made like moderate transfers. So they've had a bunch of guys transfer up, whereas a lot of times, you know, teams will lose a coach or you know be struggling and have guys transferring down, down to D two, down to, um, I don't know, just down to theoretically smaller programs. Um, they have had a lot of guys transferring up. I mean, Lucas Stever is doing a bit less at Gardner-Webb than he did last year at Green Bay. 
Gardner Webb is a lot better than Green Bay. <laughs> they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, kind of in that. I mean, there's like a, yeah, there, I mean, it just seems like there is, but man, it seems like the misses so, are just all over the place because I think look at all the misses that he's had. I think, and that I think that t- comes into play too. Yeah. I think he's good at he did a good job of getting guys, and it goes back to what you're saying here. I think he'd be a, I'd take him as an assistant at Milwaukee, yeah, and as Kamari McGee. Well, he obviously oh, can, I mean, it's pretty clear he can recruit, it's just the whole X's and O's thing that's kind yeah. of eluding him a little bit. So, yeah, absolutely, he'll probably be he'll probably be a recruiting, he'll probably I be a recruiting coordinator or an assistant coach did, somewhere, yeah, absolutely. Like, honestly, I think what he did, he should get a better assistant coaching job after being a you know, failed head coach than he had before he was a failed well, look head at, coach. Well, well, look at Mike Garland when he, you know, when he completely, when, you know, his, when, when his tenure at Cleveland State ended in disaster, he went back to, he, I, well, I take that back. He, he spent a season at SMU under Matt Doherty and then he went back to Michigan State and he retired there. Yeah. Probably because, you know, I mean, I mean, he had to take the shot. I mean, because he saw Brian Gregory sitting next to him getting the job. So he's like, yeah, maybe I should take his, maybe I should get this job. But I also got to point out that there were probably about three or four other people Cleveland State wanted before him. But that's the whole thing. <laughs> um, that turned him down. Well, I don't blame him because, you know, Cleveland State was a dumpster fire then. Cleveland State was a dumpster fire. Yeah, Cleveland State was a dumpster fire is a very, is a term I've used quite often over the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah, pretty ubiquitous still. I mean, but yeah, so the so so if I think if Green Bay fans can be patient, I think they can hopefully their patience will win out and they'll get their guy. Yeah. Now, but, this means that Green Bay the as an administration is also going to have to be patient too. Of course, they may know what exactly who I mean, they want right off the bat. Although it doesn't sound like it because they brought in a search firm. I'm the search firm. Don't worry. Parker search. I love how the like. Oh Christ! John, this is this is John's side gig. Yeah. <laughs> John's side gig is Parker search for no <laughs> Parker search executives or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. You're just gonna see. You're just gonna say that, aren't you? Even though there's yeah. no absolutely no truth to it at all. Hey. Lie. You sit on a throne of lies, sir. Um, but yeah, I think the yeah, I think as yeah, the whole idea is the timing is weird, but I mean that's understandable given you know what happened before then. I, I still don't like it, but I think that this is I mean, let's see here. Uh they've lost 19 games, correct? Yeah, Green Bay. I think they've lost 19 games. Um, you basically have set up Green Bay for the possibility of losing 30 games in a season. I was thinking about that on the way home today. I'm like, holy shit, they could probably lose 30 games. There's a possibility they could lose 30 games this season. 30. Ugh. That's brutal. And it's brutal for the – and I'm speaking of this in terms of the conference, all right? And, you know, straighten it out, guys. Get your shit together. And I think think with this, I think that's the first step to actually getting their shit together. So at least we've got that going for us. 
Yeah. So, which is good because we, John, you and I know what Green Bay can do when they're actually decent. They I are. Mean, they are the upper. They Green Bay before pre Will Ryan. They could be one of the top teams. They have the potential. Location, location be damned. Location be damned. They have the they have the opportunity to do that, and you've seen it in this conference multiple times with teams you had you knew had no chance in hell. You thought I had no chance in hell of being any good. Did you think that Cleveland State was going to do anything after Dennis Felton? Hell no. No. And look what happened. Yeah. Did you think that you know? Did you think that Milwaukee was going to pick up the pieces after Pat Baldwin Jr. The no, I'm sorry, Pat Baldwin Senior. Sorry, guys. Hope I didn't bring up any sore memories from last year. <laughs> did you think? It, did you think that Bartlandy was going to turn it around as fast as he did and win? No, I believe as, as did, and, and win more games in in one season already than Pat Baldwin Senior ever did. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. He did. He he's yeah. not yet, but forget- soon. But very Everyone soon. forgets that first team. <laughs> Everybody forgets the six, the sixteen and seventeen team. Again, <laughs> um, sixteen and seventeen. So, so the opportunity is there for Green Bay, and we know, we know that Green Bay historically has been able to do it. Again, location be damned, size of school be damned. The There's one an opportunity thing, here for them. The one thing I will say that I mm-hmm. don't think is being addressed enough is yeah they had a bunch of really good hires in a row and then that athletic director went to northern kentucky and he made a really good hire and then he retired he's not there anymore like no the guy who was you know and obviously the guy who hired will ryan isn't there anymore either so Uh, by the way uh by the way green green bay fans i feel like i have to extend this offer to you (laughs) <laughs> because the the last AD just so happens to live in in close proximity to where I live. So I'm going to make this offer to you guys. And I can do this. I can make this happen for you. If you say yes, I can place a bag of flaming dog poo <laughs> on that gentleman's porch. My gift to all of you, because I have because I have two dogs. And I've got plenty of ammunition. I've got plenty of poo. <laughs> make it happen. Just say yes, and I can make that happen for you guys. Oh I'm gonna God. do a solid for you, or squishy, depending upon uh, you know how things are that day. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you gotta feel bad for Josh Moon because he has he's kind of in a he was in a bad spot. He came in a year into this whole thing, you know, which is, yeah, I mean, so now he has the opportunity to get his guy in and knowing again what Green Bay can do. And I think if he's, I think the, the, the selling point is that, I think, that this is a, this is a school that regardless of its size, regardless of its location in the country, they are able to they are they have been historically able to overcome all that to be one of the top teams in this conference. And I think as that as just as that as a selling point. 
I think they can they can I think they can attract whoever they I think it can attract attract who they want. I really do. I believe it. Am I delusional? It, I mean, it's it, you know when we're recording this, that's a distinct possibility. But no, I th- I I truly believe that. It depends. Dear God, it's I remember. Only... Dear God, I'm old enough to remember when Jeff Norgard played. <laughs> Who's who, whose teammate was Gary Grush, by the way? I'm older than these. Well, I'm actually we might be the same age. I just thought of that. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I'm old enough to remember this shit. So I know I've seen it myself, and. That situation in ninety in the nineties was no different than it is now, but they didn't seem to have a problem with it. My so. thing is, what if you know, with Antoine graduating, Mike Davis decides, eh, let me let me walk away. You get an offer from Green Green Bay. You get an offer to do functionally the same job at Detroit for. A, even if it's not 175k, let's say 250 versus over 350 for sure. Why would you not take the one that paid a lot more money to do functionally the same job just to live one state over? That's my thing. Is well, I guess that's probably why they're. That, well, I guess that's probably why, uh, again, with the timing thing, I guess that's probably why they just, you know, they made the move when they did, thinking that maybe, just maybe, one of these other guys at one of these other schools might not necessarily be there next year. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so I get it from that standpoint. But I also think, too, I think, I, I truly believe that the, the candidates, if like for example, if Mike Davis does retire, the candidates for the Detroit Mercy job and the candidates for the Green Bay job, I I think they're going to be de- targeting different guys. I can I see really it. Do. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I, can I can see, see them some doing overlap. That. Though, is my thing. There might be a little bit of overlap, but not a lot. I mean, I, they meant you mentioned so say Terry Johnson at Purdue. Yeah. He'd probably have to take a pay cut to go to Green Bay. So I, I think he's probably out of their price range because from what I understand, he was already making 325000 last year. Um, I think, you know, I think from what I gather, Detroit could afford him. Well, yes, that that I do know. That is pretty clear that, yeah, that for whatever reason, Detroit money, Detroit Mercy still has money. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, hey, squeeze them rich old guys. Do your thing, guys. Do your thing. But yeah, that's um but so so um you're gonna have your article out, you're gonna have uh so horizonroundtable.com, you're gonna have your article out outlining who your uh, who your coaching candidates are. Um I'm assuming that'll be coming out soon. Better be tomorrow. Better be. So um, if you have it, we're recording this on when, uh, Wednesday. So if you're reading the uh, listening to this some other time um, after right. John put his stuff out, it may be up there for now. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. Um, but I think that's going to do it. I think we th- this is much longer than your normal bonus episode. And I don't know exactly what we talked about other than, Sorry. you know, other than Green Bay need to get their shit together. <laughs> no, that's my fault. How is it your fault? 
coaching stuff is kind of like realignment to me. I get way too hyped up about it. <laughs> I know you do. Why do you think I had you on this episode? <laughs> I was counting on it. I was <laughs> counting on it. So, all right. So next, we'll have an actual episode here uh, next week. Uh, so read his, read John's article uh, that will be up. If you have not done so already, if you're listening to this after it's gone up, horizonaroundtable.com. And, of course, you can pull us up whenever, wherever podcasts are found. Pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So we'll be back uh, for our regularly scheduled episode. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>